Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. James Richardson joined us. It's the 30th anniversary today of the first ever Football Italia on Channel yeah. 4. And like all great things, Paul, he discusses how that sitting with a with a cup of coffee in the paper yeah. comes about. He explains it all. Beautiful. He took us behind the scenes, his early days. Uh, we had West Country Corner, Charlie Baker's uh, West Country Corner, um, <laughs> and we spoke to Britain's longest-serving football manager. He operates down in Cornwall, predominantly Falmouth, as we discovered, yeah. where <laughs> there was a, a plethora teams, of teams. Yeah. <laughs> we also brought you the game show they're all talking about, it, it, the, the likes of Darren Ambrose are tuning he in and it. loving it, our own Darren Ambrose. It's called Celebrity Combination Lock, and the City fan and actor, Kel Spellman, you know from Cold Feet, uh, joined us. Um, and we were joined by the brother and sister TV presenters, Stuart and Scarlett Douglas. They've got many strings to their bows, they apart have. from property shows on Channel 4. They were on good form, weren't they? were, indeed. The listeners came through with some interesting some lovely stuff. Lovely stuff, yeah. So I think that should do it. So it's a, it's a chunky one today, but uh, hopefully you've got a bit of time to listen. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. Lovely to... Bom dia. Oh, yeah, you've got all the language. Got all the... Obrigado. And that, yeah, that's Muto it. vento. Very windy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so was it Muto no, Vento no, while it you wasn't. were there? So why did you learn a phrase that was completely useless? Because I've been a lot, and a lot of the time it's Muto Vento. It's right, but this time it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, it was. I went to Slide and Splash, Paul. You, you, were, you been to many water parks, Paul? You a water park I fan? used to hear when the kids were young, yeah, yeah. they loved... Uh, I remember going once to one, and we had the picture with the mascot of the park. Oh, yeah, lovely, It was in yeah. somewhere in Canary Islands. Yeah. A couple of the mascots. And they were kind of... Uh, imagine they were based really on Disney characters. I'm surprised Disney's lawyers had not descended on this place. <laughs> but they were like, I don't know, they were like Disney characters that had lived too close to a nuclear reactor. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were just slightly shonky Disney was characters like, made you know, on the cheap. When you see them painted on a truck as you go down <laughs> the M6. Yeah. You know. It was a bit like <laughs> a bit that. A bit like that, you know. Yeah, but no, I, in answer to your question, yeah, I mean, I, I, used to, I used to enjoy water park when the kids were young. The yeah, photos yeah. of those things actually is an interesting thing isn't it because yeah. they, 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 they charged you to take a photo with the mascot yeah they this did one. Then, basically yeah but also walking around Stanley came back and he said I've just had some photos taken I was like alright who buy mm. you know you're yeah, worried yeah. he's 15 now so it's alright yeah. anyway on the way out he said oh let's go and look at the photos we can buy them 10 mm. euros each yeah he's there with a massive eagle <laughs> on his arm and a snake also, he didn't tell you been holding tell wild him animals. holding wild animals while he was on his holidays wow. in Portugal. And did you yeah. buy either of them? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you rarely do, I, do you? I see it for as the scam it is, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I see it as the scam it is. But I like all the rides. I like all the slide and splash rides. But they had one that I yeah. thought, this isn't. This looks scary. Because I'm used to the one in Paynton, Paul, Goodrington Sands. Oh, yeah. It's called, Key, water it's called Key West. Is it like Key West? <laughs> it's all very well when you're in Portugal and everyone's beautiful and yeah. tanned, you know, and it's very, very hot summer. Mm. When you're in Painton yeah. on the seafront and it's raining and, and it looks a bit rusty, Paul. Yeah. It's not quite I'm, the no, same. Look, I'd like to point out it isn't. As a venue, <laughs> it's it's not rusty. It's, none of it's rusty. None of it's, it's rusty. It's a, it's, a great, right. it's a great day out, I understand. That's what I'd like I love to point Key out West. Yeah. I, I love Key West. It is good. And the producer's been, he loves it. But yeah. when you're in England doing it, yeah. you it doesn't sort of standing in your pants on some steps. Well, as Stuart would say, it doesn't feel quite as glamourable, does no, it? No, it just not, doesn't. Not it quite just, the same. Anyway, this yeah. one, Paul, you got in. Yeah. You're about probably, I don't know, eight, 50 foot up. Is that quite high? Seems oh, quite yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. Muto Vento up there. Mm. Anyway, and then and <laughs> next. You're really getting the use out of that. They're aren't next you? to each other. Yeah. And they open the, the, the hatch. You get in the hatches. Yeah. And they shut the hatches and it goes three, 
two, one, and the bottom falls out. Oh, wow. And then it shoots you down 20 foot down this thing. Oh, that sounds good. And I have never sworn as much in my life, Paul. Really? Never in my life. Did you know life. what it was going to do? I wasn't do. mic'd up. Did you know what it was going to oh, do? I'd seen some other people go <clears> down, <throat> but I didn't realise it was quite as far. Infamous Disney one, is it Typhoon Lagoon, and you go to the top of that big... Oh, yeah. Um, I went up with my... What was he then, about 10, 11? My lad, he was right up for it. And I'm, you know, it, was a lot, it felt a long way up to me, but I thought... I've got, I've got to gotta take him it. up there. You've got to do it. So I get up there, but there was these kind of American jocks up there. Oof. And one of them, he, he was all very cocky up the stairs. Yeah. When he got to the top, he, he had to make the walk of shame down. Oh, no. Imagine the grief he was down. walking past all these kids oh, and mums. No. Couldn't nightmare. face. Doesn't make him a bad person. Do you think ever, anyway. the, do the builders ever think when they're at the top? You know when they have the bit that gets the rubble off the, off the roof? Do you think they ever think? Give I'm going to give it, it a, a go. go. As long as there's water in there, yeah. right, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Anyway, a right. couple of things to get you going Lovely. on today, very, very quickly. Um, uh, there's thing doing the rounds today on social media, you may have seen it, of uh, of a guy um, <laughs> having bloke. a go on one of those boxing machines where you punch it very hard and your score goes up. Yeah, yeah, you take, yeah. you take your friends and your family on. You see them at always the fairgrounds. And it's a bit, a lot of machismo in it. It's always some big bloke who bang and, you know, yeah. tries to win. Uh, uh, you know, well, it goes up to yeah. 800, 900. Yeah, 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 and the wow. light goes up. But this fella, obviously, it, it, there's a lot of people there watching him, and he gives it a go, but he doesn't get close enough to it. So he just makes contact with a punch, yeah. and he gets one. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of flicks it with his, <laughs> flicks it with the end of his knuckle, and he gets one. one. It's not even like four or a ten or no. something. No. Like one. And I would have thought, it, as far as public sporting humiliations go, that's right up there. So we thought today we'd try and get your public sporting humiliations. You know, when you, Maybe you've, you've just thought, as I've said that, you've gone a bit hot. <laughs> oh, no. Can I tell him? Shall I tell him about that? No, yeah, please do. Come on. Do tell us about it your great public sporting humiliations maybe th- those you've witnessed or indeed uh, th- the ones that uh, were down to you talksport.com text 81089 tweet to double four. you can relive it and call us in person um, yes also short lived hobbies on the way in today I was looking through the Metro free yeah. newspaper and tell me, I'd completely forgotten about they had a page of free stamps get free stamps oh lovely and it took me back to a, a kind of short-lived period, very short-lived as you'll discover <laughs> when I was about nine or something. I don't know, because kids have collected stamps, yeah, didn't stamp they? collecting, Paul. And then, so I, in the comics you used to get, you get free stamps, free books, they're trying to hook you. You yeah. know, they get, get you. you. Get yeah. you in early. The stamp dealers, they get you. <laughs> it was their gateway, the stamp, the old approvals. Old, yeah. There was no penny back. Try, try, trying to work your way up to a penny black. That's right, but they try and get like you. Like Maguire. And so they sent, I remember this book turning up, an empty book, and a load of stamps. And, and I, looking at the book, looking at the stamps and thinking, this is not for me. <laughs> I, I'm not even stuck one in. Yeah. It was a real what's some the point love, moment. Some people love it. I know you collected they them, Charlie. I collected them as a kid, yeah. not for very long. I reckon about a year. Okay. But I did enjoy that's it. Well, that's a whole year longer than <laughs> I me. Mean, uh, we thought short-lived hobbies today. Is there one that you thought, yeah, that's yeah. definitely for me? I mean, how short-lived was it? Can you beat just looking at both aspects of one thing and the thinking, I just push that into the well, bin? Well, I, I was telling you about Dartmoor letterboxing. Yeah. Not a euphemism, Paul. No, Dartmoor not, letterboxing. It does really sound like one. <laughs> when you said to me, have you ever tried Dartmoor letterboxing? I thought, I don't really want to know, Charlie. This isn't for on air. No. <laughs> what is it? There's Around Dartmoor, hmm. there are hidden like, lots of old cigar boxes and yeah. cigarette tins and oh. that's, what, that's what, you know, metal boxes, basically. Yeah. And in them is a stamp. Is it not a, a, a sort of, you know, a, an ink stamp? Yeah. And you stamp your book when okay. you found it and there are lots of these around. Right. I only ever found one. You couldn't be bothered. After I can't, that was yeah. it. I, I found the easy Here one that they try and get you in with. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You were talking about stamp collecting, Paul, and short-lived hobbies. Well, short-lived hobbies, This is a good yeah. one. Dan, the Newcastle fan's been in touch. Dragged my dad, begging him to take me to Games Workshop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Warhammer seemed like something I'd love. Mm. He bought me one tiny little piece for £6 when I wanted an £80 large set. I took it home, annoyed, painted it, was terrible at it, and realised <laughs> it was going to look awful. Yeah. Put it on a shelf, never thought about the game ever, ever again. I was a bit yeah. like that. With like, I'd see, there was this TV show before you were born, Charlie. Would you ever remember a show called Why Don't You? Yes. 
And why uh, don't you? Yeah. Welcome to Belfast. I see no the one I. Why it, don't you? Okay. That was always the best. You, you do yeah, the accent, <laughs> do you? <laughs> that, yeah, was you always, that was always the best. It was always Bristol was yeah. the one, but they were kids who something less boring instead. They'd be a kid and he said, "Oh, my name's Stephen, and I collect egg boxes." You do the accent, it, do you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was yeah. That's my Belfast <laughs> yeah. accent, worryingly. But anyway, this yeah. was the show, and people took up hobbies off and off the back of that, and it's shown in the school holidays, and like it'd get to the sort of dog days of the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You played enough football. You'd made enough uh, Betty Crocker cake mix cakes for your dad. You made enough Victoria sponges that are like cement. And yeah. you think, what do I do now? That was my now? that was I played football about twelve hours a day. Oh, yeah. But anyway, um, I digress. Why did I come up with that? Why I don't remember. you Warhammer? No, uh, Warhammer. That's right. And Warhammer. Was it the? Uh, yeah, was it, the, uh, it was the, the Geordie. Cast, the Geordie. Warhammer. Episode. It was. Uh, it's the West Ham Supporters Club uh, in South Shields. Where's Warhammer? Yeah. Um, I once bought a dinosaur magazine when I was seven, (laughs) says John. Uh, It came with the first plastic spine bone of a triceratops. I never bought another magazine. Now my family used the plastic bone to throw at next door's cat when he's doing the business in our garden. (laughs) (laughs) Next door's cat thinking I'm being attacked by a dinosaur. They're interesting, aren't they? Those magazines where you get week by week, bit bit by bit. Yeah. I think that's Nottingham Forest's transfer. It's all... A little bit of strategy this oh, yeah. season. Airfix models was the reason I brought up Why Don't okay, You. Yeah, yes, because I would buy them. I'd see these kids on Why Don't You and they'd have this sort of perfect model of a hindcore with all the old decals on. Yeah, right? lovely, yeah. But whenever I did it, I'd stick my hands together. I'd, yeah. I'd get a whack off the glue. I'd be in a terrible state <laughs> unintentionally. Yeah, I couldn't even think yeah. straight. And lead, then lead paint, expect when glue you were young. everywhere. Was it was a complete... Yeah. Le- the, 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 was a f- I mean, honestly, if the Luftwaffe had been built like that, <laughs> there would have been no Battle of Britain. Put it that way. It was a disgrace. So, uh, short-lived hobbies. Uh, tell us about those, and also your sporting humiliations. Oh, you must yeah. have seen the viral clip today of of a, a, like a young Indian guy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. it's it come from that part of the world, and he's and he's trying to hit the boxing machine yeah. uh, in a lot of people really watching really him. Trying to smack but it, he doesn't get close enough to it. And he just sort of brushes it with his knuckles and he scores one. And you can see the look of humiliation on his face. You do feel for him. So, uh, any sporting humiliations? Oh, yeah, we've had a few of those. Well, I did the half-time zorbing. Mm. At, at half time, it yeah. says here. At Carrow Road, and Sunderland came out early as they'd performed badly in the first half. We'd not done the zorbing yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. We eventually got underway and I ran into Lee Catamol. <laughs> I bet he two footed you after that, knowing Put Lee. Put me off my stride and I lost. So, humiliation to me and to Lee. Why to Lee? I yeah. Lee, Lee's all right. Um, well, it's not nice being taken out no, by a Zorb, is it? Really, no. when you're about to kick off the second half. Yeah. Uh, my short lived hobby when sport. I was. Sorry? Stag do sport. It is, really. it's, never, yeah. you, you, it's the sort of thing you try at the very worst time when you've had about <laughs> 12 pints and a curry. My short-lived hobby was when I was 16, I took up uh, skateboarding. It was just all the rage back then. It lasted uh, a whole five minutes when I fell on my face in front of a girl uh, I fancied while trying to pull off a trick. Needless to say, that was that. Yeah, it's the end of that. So oh. um, let us know your stories. Talksport.com, yeah. text 81089, tweet TSHNJ. This afternoon, another one. I went back to play Sunday League after five years, says Mark in Southport. Yeah. I'd put a few extra pounds on, but went for it. First game, came out, uh, came off the bench, and someone played me through one-on-one, and I went to run onto the ball. The turf was muddy, and my legs went from under me, and I fell face-first at the keeper's feet while he picked the oh, ball up. No. I, I was head-to-toe covered in mud. The opposition sideline had a field day. Oh, there we are. Bad luck, Mark. Sporting At least you were trying better, better than not playing, though, wasn't it, Mark? That's true. Stuff you do on stag do's. My brother's stag do. We had a we did a, a, a assault course. Oh yeah. And I ended up bruising my coccyx, mm. um, and uh, I didn't. Uh, it really hurt me back. Oh like, yeah. And yeah, next yeah. day I was like, I don't know why it hurt so much. And then uh, in the Herald Express, the talky paper, it made the papers. It, this well, it well, well, a lot about we, regional we, publications, we, really, doesn't we it? We went out. Man that. bruises back. Pictures at eleven. <laughs> we went out that night to a nightclub probably Claire's and Claire's, uh, yeah, they, they have a bloke in there who takes photos of people who are out and about it's called mm. Shot by Rob I think and they're wow, out and about wow it's like a sort of hello yeah, type that, thing that, that sort of thing and there's a picture of me doing a backspin <laughs> really <laughs> I, went, I think that's why my back hurts oh, okay yeah so that's much. probably that's probably what it was <laughs> 
So, uh, keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSHJ. One of the unexpected beneficiaries, by the way, of the cost of living crisis I discovered today, chimney sweeps. Oh. Well, because, you know, with, with the energy bills going up so mm. much, people are... Dormant fireplaces that they've had for years, they've yeah. never used, are suddenly thinking, you know, there's a cheaper this form of way. keeping the place... I don't know what the price of coal is these days. Price of wood. Yeah, or the price Ooh. of wood or whatever. Can you still get coal or is that is that not... Uh, you can get coal. You can get yeah. coal, Paul, but still people get like coal. getting wood, don't they? Like a open... <laughs> I'm sure they do. It's like buy- <laughs> they like buying it, Charlie. They like buying it, Charlie, is what you meant I to say. Not. I know you didn't mean it. <laughs> I, I know not. when you mean it because I can see the comedic glint in your eye. That was a complete mistake. Beep, 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 beep. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yep, as they like to say on Twitter, wanna feel old? (laughs) 30 years uh, today, apparently, was the uh, first edition Football Italia on Channel 4. It's fantastic, Paul, isn't it? And one of the breakout stars from it. Yeah, the breakout star, surely. Still working. Him and Maldini. Yes, right. Yeah, Gazza. I suppose he'd have a say in it as well. James Richardson joins us. Hi, James. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? It was a bit of a life changer for him. I mean, I was a breakout star and all that, but it's true. I mean, it, it, it was a life-changing programme for you, wasn't it? Well, yes. No, I mean, w- w- without question. Mm. It, it, uh, it made me somebody who goes on TV and talks about football, which I certainly wasn't before. What were you doing before, for those that don't know? Uh, well, yeah, I was working at Sky Sports, actually, hmm. the next Sky Sports, minding my own business, uh, learning Italian. And uh, actually, I, I, the kind of the reason I got in touch with the people making the show was that I was due to be producing Italian football for uh, Sky, who had previously had the rights and weren't expecting to lose those rights to Channel 4. They did. I made a phone call. They said they were looking for presenters. So I never bothered calling again because... I wasn't a presenter. But then a combination of various factors, including the fact that they were desperate and <laughs> it had about a week to go, uh, led to me uh, pitching along anyway. And and, uh, and and the rest is kind of, you know, sort of minor niche history. Yeah. The, 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 when you used to sit there and go through the papers with uh, you know, the, the yeah. pastry and the, and the cappuccino. Oh, iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was that was that your idea? How did that all come about? Uh, that's all a, a, a fellow called Neil Duncanson who oh, said. Oh, yeah. Oh, Neil, yeah. Well, the unspoken subtext was we literally have no money to pay for a studio and we certainly can't <laughs> afford any archive footage. But we could we could run to a, a copy of the newspaper. So why don't you just look at that and hold that up to camera? Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean that's my guess. But yes, it, it, you'd be crazy to make a show based in Italy and not use, I mean, the Italiness of it all. Yeah. If, uh, you know, as, as part of your, you know, one, one of the the main things that you were, you were bringing people. The um, the, I mean, it was an exciting time in Italian football, which helped because you know mm. Paul Gascoigne was there, and it, it was the quality of the football, the stars. It was just you know post Italia ninety etc. Where there were so many great players we'd seen, so it, it, you know the timing was right. It all just kind of seemed to fit together, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, I think the key thing as well is there was nothing else on mm. uh, back in those days. <laughs> and younger people will be stunned by this. We had four channels, uh, and barely <laughs> even that. And the the only football that was on those four channels was this, essentially. Mm. Well, you had a championship as well. But the only top-flight football, I'd say four channels, This it was the same season that Sky started, but that was that was uh, very much uh, for a select market at mm. that point. Very few people had that. And the focus was very much on the Premier League at that time because it had just launched mm. from Sky's point of view. So that was Absolutely. their main focus, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, they had the cheerleaders. They had uh, Ebenezer Good and the Monday yeah. Night yeah. We could not for anything like that. No, but isn't that part of the point as well that it was it was not basic, but it was very clear what you were trying to do: show the football, talk about Italian football, yeah. and you yeah. know the fact, the fact that you know you were on terrestrial telly, and there wasn't a lot else about other than Ensley League Extra. And yeah. uh, tra- it'd be tra- wouldn't it be Transworld Sport and then you? I think that's what it would be. <laughs> so if you yeah, like sport, that was basically perfect, perfect morning. You, you've hit the nail on 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 the head because the Transworld Sport. Uh, possibly, I mean, it, it's a massive nation out there of transport sport fans, mm. and then when you factor in the Kabaddi faithful, oh, oh yeah, nice, yeah, gosh. I think our show sandwiched between the two yeah. was something they were willing to put up with in order to kind of achieve their twin highs on a, on a Saturday morning. Um, I mean, it's lovely thirty years on that people still remember this show, possibly a little bit too fondly. I, I wonder how how it would bear up, but um, you know, we we 
we had fun making it. As you say, it was a particularly sweet combination of events, which which kind of uh, accompanied accompanied it onto the screen. We just had Italian ninety Sky nicking the football off ITV, mm. uh, the Gaza going out there, the fact that everything looked good, yeah. And the other thing was, I mean, there was this expectation that it was everything that was going to be one nil or nil nil every week. Italian football still had that bit of a reputation of maybe being a bit dull. But um, I was looking back at the the, the, yeah, first, the first game. Of weeks. Yeah, well, yeah. Sampdoria Lazio, and there were six goals in that game, weren't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that was three three. The following mm. week, if I'm not mistaken, we had an eight two. I mean, we had huge matches uh, that first season, basically. Um, and then, uh, you know, ironically, just when everyone had got to the point where they were going, whoa, this city is goldtastic, uh, Capello went, yeah, I've had enough of that. I'm going to park Desailly in front of uh, the best back four the game's ever seen, and no one's going to score any more goals. And that kind of ushered in a much more pragmatic uh, period. But, yeah, certainly to begin with, it was it was uh, it was full of daring do and, and, and swashbuckling. And even afterwards, when it was... Uh, the scores were less crazy than than some of the ones we'd see, for example, in in the Premiership at the time. Uh, I think it it's still you know there was no question that it had merit because other people who were playing in it because of the the coaches because of the level of football. Uh, what was it? I mean, you, you did film pieces as well with Gaza and, and David mm. Platt and others, didn't you? Yeah, Could you got any memories of dealing with, uh, with Paul at that time? Memories. I still wake up shaking. He <laughs> <laughs> was amazing. He was amazing. Uh, clearly, and I'm not going to shock anyone when I say that he was logistically a little bit, a little bit complicated in mm. terms. Of, so I had essentially my role was to film some stuff and get it back to London, or usually to begin with on a like one hour satellite feed, which involved a kind of fairly careful planning of my week. And one part of my week, which I could guarantee would not go according to plan, was the bit where I was meant to be meeting up with Paul to film whatever he was doing that week. However, when we did get him in front of the camera, he was. I mean, as everybody knows, he's. He's such a he's such a good guy. He's so generous with everything that he's got to kind of bring to whatever he's doing. That uh, I mean, I don't know. He's had his ups and downs. He's had his dark and his light. But working with him, he was an absolute dream. And without him, mm. uh, there's no way. That, I don't think everyone gets hooked on that show. No, I mean, if, you, if you'd got a more serious footballer who was, I mean, I was looking at some pictures in, in readyment to chat to you, and there's one of them with a snake round his neck. You know, you like, yeah. you'd say, Gaz, will you put this on? Will you do this? And he well, was always up for a laugh, wasn't he? He was always up. Um, kitchen implements as kind of nighttime toys. Yeah. Um, I'll leave it at that. And, <laughs> uh, a giant chocolate egg over his head. I mean, he would do anything, really. <laughs> uh, and, you know, possibly that you know to for the good and and for the bad but he was a he was a brilliant guy to work with when when i went out there i mean bear in mind i, I wasn't a presenter i was like a 25 year old 26 year old wasn't particularly good at football so i was a little bit self-conscious of that and here i was meeting probably the most famous young man he was about my age but unbelievably famous gather at that point and also the best footballer we'd had for years so in terms of how i you know how i felt kind of relative to him i, I was really intimidated and he was so sweet with me always hmm. uh yeah, apart from, you know, once or twice, but <laughs> in a good-natured way, in a good-natured way. And players are still going out there. I mean, even sort of uh, Harry Winks just gone to Sampdoria. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good to see that there's still players going out and being successful in Italy all these years on. Yeah, I mean, we we, we see that. A bunch of Scottish players are out in City mm. out there. But it's not the way that it, it was. I mean, obviously, the relative pulling power of City out and its status is, is a completely different thing now. Um, but, you know, times come and go. And that was a, you know, we had a particular set of circumstances for our programme and that league had a particular set of circumstances which led it to be so kind of financially powerful that it it, it could pull players from all over the world, much as the Premier League can can now. I don't see those factors kind of uh, certainly not mm. in the near future getting getting uh, mm. kind of re- replicated. But it was a it was a glorious time. Well, you, you are still a presenter, James. I'm sure uh, the listeners will know, and, you, and you're back tonight with. Uh, I am, yeah. Many friends of the show with the with the, the goal show on BT tonight for the Champions League. Call it. mm. It's a show about goals, Paul, it, and it is. It, it, we count on having lots of them. Uh, yeah. There's nothing revolutionary about this concept. It is uh, call it a red zone if you like yeah. it, and around the grounds, but with the actual action. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, there's going to be two games early and then six games at the same time this evening and tomorrow and every every night the group stages. And we'll basically just cut between whichever game has got the action going on or whichever game has just had a goal with some of the finest minds yeah. European football punditry can offer 
And Raphael Honigstein. <laughs> hey, and that was the quirky, there was a quirky thing in Italian football. I went out to Italy to do a thing with David Platt as a journalist and watched this Italian football show where they would show you all the build-up to the goal that had just been scored in Serie A that day. Yeah. Then cut mm. away they before the actual goal oh, went right. in. So they'd show you their three. But the, the last, the, the moment, the, so you'd never see, and it was a very frustrating way to, uh, to watch yeah. football, James, wasn't it? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for some people, they might get as much pleasure from a, a delicious build-up to well, the actual... Yeah. Certainly, certainly the yeah, Raffian people like that and uh, yeah. the Horncastles, the Brassels and the uh, Lerons of this world, they yeah. love a build-up more than they love a goal, of course, don't they? Well, do they, though? I, I wonder. <laughs> You'll get both. Yeah. You'll get both on the goal show. But it's very, very kind of you to flag that up because there's some really interesting games this Tuesday evening. We're mm. not least Paris Saint-Germain against uh, Juventus. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. James, we're out of time. Lovely to talk Thanks, to you. And reminisce. Right, we will catch up with you soon. Nice one. Thanks. Take Thanks. care. James Richardson there, 30 years on Football Italia. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Can um, I just say, um, <clears throat> I noticed in the, in the news there, they said uh, the the uh, the uh, Hawkeye system was yeah. an exceptional edge case occurrence. Yeah. Um, and that is similar to me saying earlier on, about uh, wanting to People get some getting fuel for my fire. Fuel for your fire. Can I, yes. I apologise yeah. for that? If anyone Bruce was very much offended. enjoyed your unintentional slip of the tongue. We, I, I know when you're doing it on purpose, Charlie, and, know, and you yes. did, that was a complete accident. A lot of people asking for <clears> it to <throat> be in Clips of the Week, Paul, which I'm sure you will avoid and keep my professional <laughs> I think we reputation will. I clean. I think we will. It's, it's, it's too easy, that one. Um, yeah, we were talking earlier on about... Um, short-lived, short-lived, short-lived hobbies. Hobbies. I did. I did admit that um, I received the stamps and the stamp book free from the back of a comic, and then looked at the two of them: the pile of stamps, <laughs> the little pot of glue, yeah. uh, and the book, and thought, "What's the point?" I mean, I know I'm a lot of people I'm in, love I'm in, it. I'm, I'm interested to hear from people who do yeah. still do it. There's nothing wrong with it. Who do it's still just, like it? I realised it wasn't carried it on. for me in that moment. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, my short-lived hobby, says Ryan, was fly tying. I'm a keen fly fisherman, but made two flies. Both look like rubbish. So got all the stuff stored and just buy ready-made flies now. Three days he was making his own. That's that's pretty good compared with Steve Newton. Went fishing 40 years ago, slipped and fell in the lake after five (laughs) minutes. Never fished since. I've never never fly fished. I wonder if there's a book out there. Oh, but, but, I th- yeah, I think there is. It's quite hard to get hold of. Even the author's been one struggling. The, one for the kids, therefore. There we one are. For the kids. It certainly is one for the kids. Ask your granddad. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Um, walk of shame. Yeah, with sporting humiliations. The the guy, the viral clip today. The guy who hits the boxing machine. You know, normally you get score 800, 850 yeah. and the light goes up, and you hear the bell ring. Yeah. He just catches it. He flicks it with his knuckle and gets one. What? He's surrounded by people in the fun fair. He's a broken one. man. Um, sporting humiliations at the school sports day when I was about seven. I only made two steps at most before dropping the dropping the book. Oh, uh, didn't you not have on, a book on the book on the head? Oh, book on the head. Book of course, head, yeah. yeah. Paul, I was then told by a teacher to walk the track without the book oh. as the next race was due to start. I'm 62 now, and the stick still haunts me. I can't believe we're talking about this and not talking about Andy's moment of uh, sporting humiliation. It was the greatest. He was in the relay at school. Oh yeah, no, he's no. often told it on air. Okay. And he was in the relay at school. Yeah, this isn't from off air, is it, Paul? You oh, no, no, no. It's, it's totally story. on air. The race, there's very little that Andy of his life keeps off air, sadly, <laughs> including going out with one of his granddad's ex-girlfriends. But that's that's another story. <laughs> that's an old music that, hall song, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> He's his own grandpa. The, the way he said it the other day was that she was too young for him and too old for me. There was clearly no sweet spot there. What but anyway, idiot. let him tell you that's his story. That's him on the after-dinner circuit. <laughs> You get half a bottle of wine, 750 quid, <laughs> half a bottle of wine and on Andy, the table. And he tells Andy the granddad's story. He'll, he'll, work, he'll tell all, the, all of his stories. He'd been there for hours. <laughs> but um, no, he did the school sports and they started the relay and he got caught out. He hadn't realised the race had started and he didn't get his tracksuit bottoms off. Oh. But rather than just pull up his tracksuit bottoms... He didn't. Um, he basically ran his leg or tried to with them round waddled, his ankles and round. then fell on his face. 
<laughs> like a toddler in a nappy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. On score sports day. So, blimey, you think you've had a sporting humiliation. That's yeah. pretty good. Speaking of sporting humiliation, Paul, mm. it was the Vanarama National Week, uh, League this weekend. I don't, oh, know if yeah. you, I don't know if you ever catch sword. up with it. Yeah. Terry Alderton. There, yeah. Big South, South End. South End took a thrashing. You, you put them to the sword. Are you listening? Where are Where are you? Yeah. It's Terry Alderton, where are you? Thrashed South End 2-1. That's right. Absolutely hammered them. Wrexham, though. Notts County won 5-0. So mm-hmm. they're doing well until they're... How Wrexham doing? We all well, have Wrexham well, there, Notts County doing their inevitable... Before their inevitable crash, hmm. they'll do in about February, March. Oh, OK. They're doing very well. At Fighting the talk, yeah. Doing very well. Wrexham, they beat... Uh, they won 5-0, Paul, yeah. which sounds good, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Do you know who it was against? No. Dorking Wanderers, Paul. OK. It's just bullying, isn't it? <laughs> well, not really. It's just bullying, isn't it? They just, should give two mm. of the, one of the points back. Really? At least one of the points back. You're you saying have, that's not a fair fight? You can't fight. have Hollywood owners and, like, all the money they've got now, all these big players, turn up at Dorking mm. Wanderers and, like, you know... Well, it's, you know, Manchester them. City, what's the difference, you know? You're well, putting it's six embarrassing. They're in, it's embarrassing. Okay. Go two up and just hold. Okay, really, just yeah, don't, don't embarrass anybody. Not good for anybody, enough. is it? If you're listening, Erling. Absolutely. Charlie's told you, don't need, there's no need to embarrass everybody. Your hat tricks with your, your match ball every other week Everyone or every week. Everyone goes on about Erling Haaland at the moment, about how big he is, right? And he is like, he does look like the next sort of level. Of, you know, remember when Jonah Lomu, Lomu turned yeah. up in rugby? That's what he's like, isn't yeah. he? He's sort of a, another level of humans yeah. turned up. But he's just, if you go into any any secondary school now, all the kids, they're all massive. Yeah. He'll be he'll be tiny little players. He'll be little early, Harlan. will he? He'll will be, be wee and jinky. He will be. He'll be moved out onto the right <laughs> wing that's in that's his last season at City. They'll stick him out there. Go yeah. on, tiny. Yeah. Off you go. He'll be, honestly, they'll all turn up. Jink, jinky Holland, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, another quick one of these. Um, where's it gone? Uh, Charlie, what, have you not got one of those boxing machines in your back oh, yes. garden next to your boxing ring and your shooting range? Oh, says yeah. RAA. Um, I'm a fan of my earlier work there. You've also, Charlie, seen something else you're quite interested yeah, in. Yeah, put it on the group. No, last night, Paul, <laughs> on the Facebook Marketplace. Get it on the Marketplace. Yeah. On the market. It's a, it's a, no, it says free con- concrete blocks. Free right? concrete blocks. But they are, they are currently. Mm. In mm. the shape of a shed. <laughs> yeah. So you could make yourself a concrete bunker. Yeah. Free though, Paul. Yeah. Free buyer collects is the only thing. Right, so, so you know, you're, you're gonna need a you're gonna need a wagon, aren't you? You're gonna need quite a big you, wagon for that. Charlie's concrete term bunker. That would be that's what a, a serious, podcast that is. That would be good, wouldn't it? Who's in the concrete bunker this week? The acoustics would be a bit quite, you'd, have, quite, you'd have to be careful yeah. who is in there, I think. Who's in the oh and then you'd have different Charlie's guests. concrete bunker. Yeah. Come on, welcome could, to the bunker. Could be, you could have like millions of listeners. You could be like the Joe Rogan of, Maybe of, I'm of British podcasting. What, what is it like a real sort of after hours sort of? I think it we say be. what we like in the concrete bunker. Yeah, what's what said in the concrete bunker, bunker. stays in. The, apart from, to apart the, from the, the, the two podcast, million podcast listeners, obviously, <laughs> and and the police. And the libel lawyers. Yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSpot. As we said, we like to uh, take Charlie home. He gets uh, the old country. Take him back to the old country now and again. Just once a week if we can. It really does depend if we have a story that fits the bill. And we do today. It's a football story. A lot of media, Paul, is London-centric. It is. Or Manchester-based or city-based. It's true. Yeah, the countryside is often ignored, I think. Which is why we bring you Charlie Baker's... Not Charlie Baker's... Paul Hawksby's West Country Corner. It's Charlie Baker's West Country Corner. See? Tom Pierce, Tom Pierce, lend me your grey mare. All along down, along out, along Lee. For I want to go to Whittacombe Fair. Everybody. With John Stewart, Bill Brewer, Peter Gurney, Peter Devy, Harry Hawk, Dana Wooden. It's Charlie Baker's Country Corner. It's Charlie Baker's Country Corner. Hold on. That's right. Get here. Get it. Come by. All right. Get on, then. Yeah. Sit up, Tiro. Bye-bye now. As we said, it's always good to have a short jingle to get you into a really feature. really gets you into it. Gets you up for it, <clears> doesn't it, Paul? Mm, there certainly does. Um, because uh, Melville Benny could well be Britain's yeah. longest-serving football manager. Lovely stuff. Down in Cornwall. Oh, Melville. Melville joins us now. Good afternoon, Melville. Afternoon. Did, did you enjoy that little jingle? Lovely, that one. Yeah, it's beautiful, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Pro- yeah, proper, proper job, wasn't it, Melville? You see, proper job. <laughs> now, um, yeah, so tell us a bit about your career. How long have you been in management, in, in, in youth management down there in Cornwall? Yeah, this is my 55th season I'm just entering now. Wow. I've had some breaks, obviously, in it when I've been sacked. <laughs> he got and sacked I, in junior football. That takes some doing. Just, really? Yeah. 
Oh, dear. But, but, you know, obviously, when I started off, you never imagined uh, no. doing it for this length of time. No. 55 seasons, man and boy, well, they reckon. now, this season. Wow. Uh, wow. Who yeah. was your, what was your first thing? How did you get involved first time round, then? Well, actually, we were a group of pals that used to play up the local park. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, we've got enough here to start up a side. Mm-hmm. So that's how it all started. Um, that was in 1968. Oh, right. was the first what I call official game. Mm-hmm. But I was doing, like, friendly matches when we started up from the age of 14. Oh, right, yeah. I don't think they could get anyone else to do it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of teams in the Falmouth area. Among the Falmouth, Falmouth Docks Reserves, Falmouth Town Thirds, Falmouth Town Under-16, Falmouth Albion, Falmouth Youth Club. Oh, wow. Falmouth. There's more teams in there are in Rio. <laughs> more teams in Falmouth. Falmouth DC, Falmouth United, Falmouth yeah. Athletic. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of them have folded uh, now. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, mainly Falmouth, you know, obviously being from Falmouth. Yeah. I have managed to through a, a few village sides that are local to, you know, within five, ten miles of yeah, where yeah. we are. Yeah, my you went out the area one, then. You went out the area. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the latest one, I've just gone to Constantine now. Oh, Constantine Bay, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you um, I see that you had to. Your daughter had to move her wedding, so uh, so because you had a, a game that day. I mean, how did that play? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Melville? Well, actually, to the day, but she said to me, "I'm getting married on you know on a Saturday," mm. and I said, "Well, that's really awkward because you've had all the, uh, the close season where most people get married in the summer, like you yeah, know." Yeah. And now you choose it in October. Yeah. A bit inconsiderate, nice, isn't it? <laughs> She'll have loved that, you calling her wedding yeah. awkward, Melville, I can imagine. Yeah, my wife, obviously. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, they did not agree to it in the end. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But you're going to keep going, uh, Melville. You're not packing up. You're going to keep... Melville, you're retired now. Uh, no, I'm going to keep no. going. Good. As long as someone will have me. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the moment, the way football's going in this corner of the uh, country, you know, there are so many things that are folding, and you don't get the volunteers anymore, like... I was going to say, what's the biggest difference you've you've found since you started? Is it a drop-off in players, a a drop-off in in people playing and and volunteers and referees? Because it takes a lot to get a football match on, doesn't it? Yeah. To be fair, there's always been issues with that, but mm. not to the volume of um, the, there is today, you know. But to be fair, uh, my wife always says I'm a dinosaur, but <laughs> I should come up to date yeah. where, you know, it's a completely different thing today. They've got so many other interests. Mm. Where when I started, we used to go down to the YMCA and... Yeah. A kick around every night of the week. Yeah, yeah. it's true. That's yeah, it's it, you, 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 it's a lot more competition for the kids' time. But it's ca- right. I tell you, I'm looking at a picture of you. There, yeah. Looking at a picture at yeah. seventy-one. You're in good nick for seventy-one. It's been good for you all those years of coaching, uh, yeah, Melville. So that's stress. It's good for you. So yeah, that's very true. <laughs> well, look, uh, as we said, we we throw this term grassroots around, but people like you are the lifeblood of uh, yeah, football at, at that level, and uh, you give up your time. You don't make a penny from it. So. Uh, Lee's been in touch. Melville is a legend. My first manager at senior level for Mabe Athletic. Where's Mabe Athletic? Well, that's about a couple miles from Falmouth, oh. like, you know. Been out the area. The difference we have in our county alone, I presume, it, I've been told it is, they call it junior football and senior football. Okay. Although it's all men's football, which is oh, what right. I understand, like, you oh, know. Right. So, although May weren't what I call a senior side, they were a junior side, mm. but but a man's a man's team, like yeah. yeah. Well, Melville, well, before you go, where's yeah. where do you, where can you get the best pasty in Falmouth? Yeah, is it for for, for a bit of local knowledge? If anybody's down there, home of the oh, yeah. where, where are you going? Where's the best place? I would say uh, Warrens are very good Warrens now. Good. You know. Mm. Okay. Are you agreeing uh, with that, Charlie? Not, not, you, not, you, not, you, an, Iver, not an Iver Dooney man now. 
bit, pl- <laughs> bit too Plymouth. Okay. <laughs> well, it's great to bring the local knowledge to the table, Charlie. Melvin, 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 fantastic. Lovely to talk to you, Melville. All the best. Keep okay. keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, thanks very much. Cheers, Melville. Melville Benny there, uh, Britain's longest-serving football manager. Blimey, yeah, they're all those Falmouth teams. They must have a Falmouth derby every 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. He did say some of the teams had folded, but there we are, lifeblood of... Grassroots football people like Melville. Proper Millions of Melvilles all over the country. Exactly. Proper job. Thankfully, Good still man. going yeah, strong. So there we Good are. Man. That was uh, this I week. You know, I know you think I'm putting this accent on a lot of the time, but yeah. people do be like <laughs> it. You sound quite posh. You're like the Roger Moore of the <laughs> yeah, West Country, you aren't was... you, really? <laughs> Compared with Melville. Prince Charles turning up. But for now, because we know you like the jingle, and we've often thought about maybe doing a slightly edited, shorter one, but then I think, no, no, no. You're going to get it. If I have to put up with it twice, so do you. So for this week. <laughs> Not all of it. Oh, yeah. Not all of it, So for this week, that was Charlie Baker. Charlie Baker's West Country Corner. It's Charlie Baker's West Country Corner. Tom Pierce, Tom Pierce, lend me your grey mare. All along down, along out, along lee. For I want to go to Whittacombe Fair. Everybody. John Stewart, Bill Burr, Peter Gurney, Peter Debbie, Harry Hawke. Down a wooden, it's Charlie Baker's Country Corner. Corner. It's Charlie Baker's Country Corner. We'll all be singing it. Hold on, that's right, get here. Get it, come by. All right, get on then. Sit up, cheer up, bye-bye now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. That statement from Hawkeye that Fletcher's just brought us, he's been oh, bringing yeah. us the quote all afternoon, and it's a phrase I've never heard. Is it? I mean, can you think in any other circumstances you'd hear except it was an exceptional edge case occurrence. I mean, if your bin men come round, they don't they don't empty you. Uh, Oi, you didn't empty our recycling last week. I left it out front. I'm sorry. It was an exceptional edge case yeah. occurrence and it won't happen again. It, Who uses language like that? It really? does feel like uh, uh, they've they've come up with that phrase yeah. for themselves, you know. I, but I, I mean, I'm not... Hawkeye. I mean, if you, the moment you start questioning Hawkeye yeah. is the moment you start questioning well, look, quite a lot of... Of um, VAR and the and the it's type, a, look, it's a brilliant thing, but it, it does occasionally get it wrong. We see it in tennis; it has the odd glitch because it's technology. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, get rid of all of We've it. We've all Paul. seen what I say. Just people need to Miss, grow up. It's not on deal, that level. People need to grow up. Oh yeah, and deal with decisions well, like we used to. Go and after you, the match, you, go and moan about it down the pub. You make and a, just get on. You with make it. a serious point, Charlie, and I think more and more people are coming back to the fact that you know, it, you know, I'm going to say Pandora's box, but I'm duty bound to. There is very hard to. To put it back, it's very hard to go back to where we wanted to be. Because I mean, like, we were talking to Danny Kelly about this yesterday, and I think most people felt some technology would have been a good thing. But you watch your football exactly. in a league where you have no technology. That's it. If a goal is given, I mean, the goal is given. Really? <laughs> we do have floodlights, Paul. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a very good level of no, football. I know that. I do. And uh, uh, the thing is, you have to just suck it up, grow up, yeah. and just take it. If, you, if a team scores and you think it's offside and it gets given, that's it. What Bad is luck, the, on you get. What is the quality of refereeing like in the National League? Is it good, generally? It's, it's absolutely dreadful, Paul. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's absolutely dreadful. Yes. Really? I, I, there's a lot I could say about it, but I'll probably get taken off there and uh, sued. Right. Uh, but uh, it's not a good level. But, okay. But you have to... Someone has to do it. And with yeah. referees, someone has to referee. Mm. And... As if you want a game to take place, you need a referee and and, and two yeah. two linos, and so you have to just accept it. And I don't I don't understand where this in sport has come, where we can't just accept the decision and enjoy the sport for what yeah. it is. But and, um, you know, I'm passionate about it because because I think I think it's a dumbing down of the sport. It's it's not letting the sport just live and breathe. Yeah. No, I think and a lot of people I don't think anybody wants that. it. A lot of people coming around. Who to wants that it? Nobody wants it. And even it. in the last 24 hours, a lot of people saying, I'll oh, just keep it for, you know, decisions like uh, like Hawkeye, which went wrong, um, uh, goal line technology uh, and offsides. But people bleat about offsides. The idea that that's a definitive uh, take on it. It might get better with the semi automated stuff. It might be better. But look, Kalina loves it. In other parts of the world, it's working very well. It worked well in a World Cup. We seem to have real problems with it here, probably more than a lot of other countries. So we need to sort our own problems out first. Because it's not going anywhere. In, in all things, beauty is in the imperfection. And, yeah. and, and what makes sport exciting is its imperfections, is, is, is when it goes wrong or something slightly off. Or, and that's what makes it exciting as mm. well. How, I, do not know, I do not understand this, this 
this obsession with trying to get it exactly right. Oh, well. That is not football. It's an imperfect science. We don't need it. When Olivia Wilde and, uh, and uh, Harry buy uh, they buy your club and then you're up in the Premier League and you're getting sawn off and uh, VAR, you'll be having yeah. a different... Oh, you have to be... Oh, yeah. OK, well, VAR, VAR was fantastic this week. Yeah, we got a good decision. Don't, well, I just don't think you need it. I've, I, I have been... I, my team has been on the end of some absolutely terrible refereeing decisions mm. which are sickening and still sickening me to my stomach. And yet, here I am, accepting it, sucking it up, getting well, it on sounds with it, like you are. still supporting my team. <laughs> still accepting it. Um, Get rid of it. Yes. Um, you've been getting in touch this afternoon. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Caller. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is from... Is it, is it, he put his name on it. Um, it just says, uh, Up the Hammers. Okay, um, lovely. Yes. They, they loved your rendition. Oh, of, that's uh, what it was, yeah. was it? My dad had a musical China beer jug and it oh, played uh, Whittacombe Fair. Lovely. So you brought back a lot of memories for that West Ham fan who lives in Estonia these days. That's a nice I imagine it's rarely point. sung in, in Tallinn. We used to have an old uh, an, uh, an old thing from Greece that played that song. Oh, yeah. Tell me and on you, a Sunday. You, 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 it's no. probably a Greek... That's what the you, song... You'd, yeah. you'd wind it up and it would, and yeah. it would play. That's a nice text. Obviously. Musical, yeah. What, the music. what song did it play? Yeah, the musical boxes at home. I would imagine... Or mugs or toys, whatever it used to There'd be. There'd be a lot of Claire de Lunes. There'd be yeah, a lot of yeah. silent nights, wouldn't there? Take those, though, Paul. Any they? unusual ones. If yeah. any Football-based ones, you know. I think played roundabout by yes. A I doubt teddy, it very much. A teddy bear that played local hero, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that'd be nice. What are the ch- no. well, I suppose it was in the Newcastle club shop. It exactly. could have been, couldn't it? Might, it? Yeah. You might have it. Yeah. You might have it. Let us know. Yeah, I still think that's what that's. Uh, it's, uh, I, I love uh, when Newcastle come out because they have they have about three or four different uh, songs, yeah. don't they? They have the big bill. But when local hero comes on, it gets me every. Is time. Is it a good film? But I've never seen. Oh, it's the a brilliant film. film. How old a film is it? It's what eighties? Uh, is it? I mean, it's Burt Lancaster. Yeah, fantastic. Bill Forsyth. All the Bill Forsyth films are fantastic. Yeah. They're the really early ones. I must see it. I must watch it. Never. Oh, yeah, mate, you've missed out. So it's, 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 and find it's based. It's set in Newcastle, is it? No, no, no. It's not. No. It, it, Mark Knopfler's involvement. It's oh, a tune right, written okay, by Mark yeah, Knopfler. Yeah. The there's the a musical North of it, I think, of local really? hero. Oh, I think there's a musical of it. Yeah. Go and check out the okay. Comfort and Joy. Another one of his with Bill yeah, Patterson, in which people is people saying I've turned into wonderful Andy. film. As Andy, as Charlie turned into Andy, all he needed was a What's the point? We did need it. It's a pathetic and What's the point if you're playing Andy Jacobs bingo? On a similar note to the punching machine story you were telling earlier on, whilst on holiday in Lanzarote with a few friends we decided to have a go on one of those punching machines a few of the lads had a hit and were somewhere between eight and nine hundred then our friend ben had his turn got 99 um oh. leading to him being christened flake for the rest of the holiday <laughs> oh dave in rochdale that's, that's poor old uh, poor fellow old ben that's there a shame isn't it i was well excited to get picked for the secondary school cricket team came into bat uh, at eight first ball face good connection oh, yeah. ball flies towards boundary i set off running trip over my pads that were too big for me and get run out the start and end of my cricket career says <laughs> dan the trent saying. rockets fan okay well look do keep uh, telling us your uh, tales of sporting humiliation yeah uh, also uh, i we went and off- rolled the pitches i went and rolled got the last game of uh, cricket on sunday mm. i can't, can't actually play but um got last game of cricket on sunday. i went and rolled the pitch yesterday for oh, half nice, an yeah. hour okay. heavy roller or the little one heavy roller yeah. um and then it poured down my rain oh. <laughs> the moment i did it no. <laughs> What's the point? Um, so, uh, yeah, do tell us. And those short-lived hobbies, and, and Charlie wants to know about the tunes your music box. Yeah. But you are listening to Talk Sport. All the others are sporting. Sport-based tunes, yeah. if, you know, if not. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. 
So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Welcome to Celebrity Combination Lock with your hosts, Paul Hawksby. And lock keeper Charlie Baker. That's right, celebrity combination lock. Uh, we've had a couple of celebrities play the game uh, so yeah, far. Tommy Walsh from, from, from Brown Force last week. Who's our first celebrity? Who was that's 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 Anthony Costa. Of oh yeah, Anthony Costa joined us. From that's Blue. right. Yeah, who, who tried the combination lock? Eight ten. Uh, he went eight ten eighty nine. He, he he tried to be clever, didn't he? he tried. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll I mean, old mate crackers got are. together. They went for the yeah. frequency on Talksport. It's a good guess. It's Since then, guess. though, it is a different lock. We do have to say that that was yeah. the pilot stage. It's a different lock. Yeah. Tommy Walsh. Uh, had the first guess. Yeah, uh, and last basically, week. It's a, you, the, the the reason for this is that Charlie's son uh, had a bike lock, yes. and he, he couldn't unlock the bike because he couldn't remember the combination on yeah. the lock. So we thought, what a game show this is! This is a great. I mean, it's, new, it's a new lock since then. So we yeah. thought we can't just try and unlock the bike every week. No, it would no, be it would be, be a nightmare. <laughs> so Tommy straight. Walsh yeah. did have a guess, and it was two nine four six. Tommy two, Walsh's four, guess, six, okay. and there was one correct number in that. Yes, yeah. I have to say that me and Paul do not know the correct we've, number. We've not been told. So we're no we're help to you, Cal. Two nine four six are the numbers that Tommy Walsh went with. So in this week's uh, celebrity combination lock, Cal, would you like to try and guess the four numbers of the combination lock? Knowing one of oh, those yeah. is right, is it the two, one the of... nine, the four, or the six? <sighs> Over to gosh, you, Cal. Can... Gosh, the pressure. Okay. It is, it is. I... It is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, also, can we just take a moment to appreciate the intro's golden? I'm so oh, okay. here. It is, good. it is good, isn't it? Yeah. Some would say um, the, the whole thing is about the intro. It is, yes. really. <laughs> yeah. 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 We haven't got and much I, else, really. <laughs> no, and I'll apologise because you haven't got a celebrity playing the game either. Oh, You've just got come on, Cal. Don't do come yourself on, down. Come on, Cal. Hey, okay, well, do you know what? Two, two is one of my lucky numbers, so oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to stick two. with two. Yeah. I'm going to say... Two, three, one, eight. Two, three, one, eight. Okay, let's remind the TalkSport listeners. Two, three, two, one, eight. Can we so get that confirmed okay. by the voice of the lock? Yeah, let's see if we've we got can. the number there. The voice of the lock. Two, three, one, eight. Okay, here we two, are. Three, one, three, eight. One, eight. So I'm putting it in now, Paul. You can hear it going in. Three, one, eight. Come on, three. I've done the three. Tension the building, isn't it? Backwards from the old four. Two, three. Forwards from the six. Two, three, one, eight. Here we go. You're going to go pull the lock? Oh. It is not oh. It is not the code. Sorry, Cal. Oh. So I'm sorry, gents. I'm sorry. Oh, what a great shame. But have you had a good day? Thank well, you. Have are. you enjoyed yourself, Cal? Was it, was it worth it? It was worth every second, honestly. I mean, you, you can't put a price on that. You can't. And, it's, and you can't. You really... And you, when you get to come on with you boys before round as well, it's uh, it makes it the cherry on top. So uh, no, great, you day, will great be, day out. You were great day out, and we're glad you enjoyed. It. And you'll be on the <laughs> honours board with Anthony, yeah. with uh, Tommy, uh, and indeed, yeah. Can you're we just there. find out how many numbers you did get right? Because I believe oh. you did get one number right. Okay. But let, or, or let's find out how many it was. Voice of the lock. One. One. Oh, we got one, one number right. Could it be the same one that was we Tommy's? Don't know. We yeah. don't know, do we? That's, no. the, that's the big, big question. Kel, what are you up to <laughs> at the moment? Um, what am I up to? Yeah, so I've just literally got back actually from uh, Belfast. I've been filming a second series of um, a World War II drama I did called World on Fire. Oh, wow. Um, which has been, yeah, really cool. And this year we kind of, we the first series we told the story of Dunkirk. Uh, and this series we're telling the story of the desert rats, obviously, that were fighting right. over in Egypt. So, um, yeah, I've, I've literally kind of got back a couple of weeks ago. So kind of just set me back into being here. And then, um, yeah, hopefully we'll kind of get a little job in the, uh, before the end of the year. But uh, enjoying 
being planted for a little bit. And that's on Amazon Prime, isn't it? Is that right? Uh, the, no, World on Fire, that's on, uh, it'll be on BBC. Oh, BBC One, oh brilliant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so I think you can catch the first series, might still be on iPlayer possibly. But um, yeah, I mean, as as I say, we finish up probably on the start of next year. It's next year. But it's nice good one. fun. I was getting my soldier on. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to chat to you again, as always. We'll catch up with you soon. All the best. Thanks, gents. Have a lovely afternoon. Cheers. Thanks. There we are. Kel Spellman, Manchester City fan. As we said, uh, you won't miss a thing tonight. It's uh, all the build-up from seven. Kick-off at eight. Uh, Jim Proudfoot, Danny Mills, your commentary team, former City player, of course. Adrian Durham, your host from the Britannia Stadium. Um, yeah, one number correct. We don't know if it's the same one, though, do we, Paul? I mean, it's, thing, so. it's got legs, this. It's really a format, has. hasn't it? 2946 yeah. was Tommy Walsh, and then 2318 was Kale Spellman, and they, they both kept the two. Mm. Who knows if that's the number, Paul? Yeah. I mean... I hope people are following it. Yeah. Um, do you think people are? <laughs> that's, that's the spin-off show we do, which is over on Talk Sport 2 yeah, now. Starts in five minutes. A celebrity combination after the lock's been yeah, tried. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. And yeah, that's a half-hour show where we look back on the guesses that were made <laughs> and uh, and just yeah. just talk about the show. Talk, talk about, about it. If you're talking talk heads about on it, you know. People can come on. Feel free to come on and guess numbers. It's Can't. up to you. It's over on Talk Sport 2, sure. Yeah, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, Charlie and I did both in uh, discussing off air that we're sort of slightly suckers for a property show, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. Most of them rock up on Channel 4, the yeah. the property show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my favourite is uh, um, uh, Homes Under the Hammer. Oh, that's, that? that's my absolutely favourite. I, that... like, I like Amazing Spaces, but I like, my favourite is Homes Under the Hammer. Wow. That's the one, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? There is a relatively new kid on the block. It's called yeah. Worst House on the Street. I've, yeah, I've yeah. watched it, very much enjoying yeah. it. And we're of delighted. course, that's my that's my actual favourite. That's your actual favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just say that that's what you should have said before, Charlie. Yeah. And joining us now, the hosts, Fantastic. brother and sister hosts of the show, Stuart Douglas and Scarlett Douglas. Good afternoon to you both. Hello. Good afternoon. I was going to say, Charlie, I'm sure you should have said Worst House on the Street is absolutely your favourite property show ever. It was, and then yeah. I found out you were presenting it, and I thought, oh, yeah, let, let, now, me, down, let me down a little this, bit, This bants is because, Scarlett, <laughs> the two of you, have, uh, you, work, you trod the boards in the West End yes, together, didn't have. you? Absolutely we did. Yes, we did indeed. Yeah, Scarlett is a brilliant singer and a brilliant actor as well, but she's an even better presenter. Oh, I see. He's, oh, he's, 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 craw- he's crawling now. He's backtracking. <laughs> yes, I'll, know, pay, I'll pay you later, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Stuart. How are you doing? You okay, guys? Good, yeah, thank good. you. Yeah, I mean, I'd say Scarlett's got uh, a life as a sort of uh, actor and singer as well as a broadcaster. You are physio at Bournemouth as well, aren't you? Yeah, I took a, I took a different path. Yeah. I, I started as a professional football player. Um, most of my career was spent at Luton Town mm. um, Club and then I transitioned that, that to, to being a physiotherapist but along that journey I, I would always try and buy a property at the club that I played for mm. um, ironically I played with Graham Potter at Boston United mm. many many years ago and uh, we played right um, and yeah I, I, I took that path Scarlett was as you say in the West End yeah. then she presenting um and she's almost like took me under her wing in, in that industry so yeah it's, it's been a, a different journey but an enjoyable one i like it in the property shows um uh, i think you did a place in the sun didn't you scarlet was it the place in the yes. sun you did yeah i like it when when the people obviously don't like any of the houses yeah and they're just there for a jolly you can how, often, how yeah, do you often, yeah how do you deal you, with that yeah you just smile and wave, smile and wave, <laughs> smile and wave. But wait, on, you know the, on the downtime, on the downtime though, when you're obviously you've worked out, they, they're not going to buy anything here. They're not going to. They are not going. I've done all this they're work. They're not kickers. buying anything. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it is? If we're honest, it's a big amount of money that people are actually spending when they yeah. are going abroad, and normally it's without a mortgage. So if you think you're seeing. In the space of a week, you're seeing five properties and then at the end, we expect everybody to make this big life-changing decision. So really, I completely understand when people don't end up buying because Mm. you might want to go and see a property for a second or a third time. In England, we very rarely go and see a house and then offer it straight away. Um, So I do understand why people don't purchase. But of course, there are times when it it is frustrating because you put in so much work and the main issue is that somebody maybe doesn't like the colour of a wall. And mm. you think, well, you can just paint now or yeah. you can wallpaper it yourself. Um, but I understand. I do understand a lot of oh, the time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's so frustrating <laughs> flying around in the sun. Yeah. Being on the- <laughs> <laughs> 
frustrated. It's tough life, isn't it? So the yeah. worst house on the street, talk us through how it works. Yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty much uh, as w- what it says on the tin. Um, we, we have homeowners. It's their own home. Um, quite often it is the worst house on the street. Mm. And, and they have their own renovation budget in which they want to make changes to their property. We come along and, and we help. It's what we've been doing for a number of years um, alongside our, our other careers. And we just give them our advice. Some take it, some don't. Um, we, we follow them through the process. We see the final renovation. And then we work out if they've managed to, to make any money along the way. And it's a, yeah, it's a very fun, enjoyable, but yeah. true-to-life show. The follow-up shows these days, Scarlett, I mean, they've done it on location, location, location. It's often they're interesting. So you're probably, I'm sure you're interested as well. You've worked with these people. You've made the show with them. And you're thinking, well, we've made this place look nice now. Are they going to keep the place? Are they going to mm. sell it? I mean, what's it like now? It'd be quite interesting. To, maybe this is a future series, of course, Worst House in the Street Revisited. I mean, I love a revisit show and I've always thought the same with a place in the sun as well. And people always ask me that. But luckily for me and for Stuart, we stay in touch with our house hunters or the homeowners. So we can just, you know, give them a call. How's the house going? We're going to pop around and see what it looks like. But especially with um, Worst House on the Street, these people are renovating their homes to live in for a period of time. They're not Mm -hmm. doing them to flip. So obviously a lot of people say, well, why are you talking about the profit that's in the property at the end? But Everybody wants to know if you've made a bit of profit on your property. And also, it's, it means it's there, it's secure. So if you wanted to take money out to maybe do more renovations in the future, go on a nice holiday, you know you've got that extra buffer there. So luckily for us, we do stay in touch with all of our homeowners, and it means that we get to see what's happening in a few years' time. But I'll definitely put it to the channel about a revisit show, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people, you know, during a cost-of-living crisis that we are going through, and as prices continue to rise on everything, staying in your house is actually the... the cost-efficient option, isn't it? And doing it up. Well, you yes. don't put the heating on, on that yeah, as well. Yeah, as long as you don't have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as you buy a kettle. Yeah. Oh. Set, yeah, set the kettle, kitchen definitely. on fire to stay warm, you'll be all right. Yes. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, Stuart, so you, your, your life is, I mean, interesting times at, at, at Bournemouth at the moment, but uh, big result for, for Gary O'Neill at the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, a, it was a massive result. When you're in the medical department, often when there are changes, and I've seen plenty of changes of managers in my time, normally the medical department are, are not affected. Mm. We continue to do what we do, and it's, it's a ma- making sure that the, the manager has as many players fit as possible, and anyone who's injured, it's our job to, to them and get them back. So we, we continue, and, and nothing changes really in our department. Uh, the result that we got on the weekend was a great result, especially being 2-0 down at half-time. Um, and having seven points where we are now, we take that, yeah. definitely. And, uh, I mean, you you work with players, injured players coming back to fitness, and that can be a stressful thing. But, I mean, you had a whole different situation with David Brooks, of course, who's there's good news about him working his way back after uh, the, the cancer diagnosis. And that, that must be a very different situation as, as a physio at a club. Yeah, it, it is. There are more people involved, obviously, um, because that is not our field of expertise. Um, and it's vitally important that you do get specialists involved to make sure that everything we do is correct. And the player is always at the forefront. Mm-hmm. And it's we have a duty of care and responsibility to every every single player, regardless of the injury or the condition that they have. Um, and with David Brooks to, to come through the other side, it, it, it was great news for everyone and, and it, it really gave everyone the lift. So I'm looking forward to seeing him back in action again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paul won't ask you this, Scarlett, because he's a Spurs fan, but yeah. I know you're a massive gooner and are you happy with how it's yes. all started? Uh, yes, until uh, obviously what happened the other day, but we yeah. won't talk about it. Uh, we move on swiftly. Do you know what the most annoying thing is? Obviously, all those years ago when we were um, the unbeatables with 49 games, and it was actually Man U that we played for the 50th game, and they beat us, and they oh. took that title away from us. And I feel like they were coming to do that again this season. But we've had a great start. Jesus is looking amazing. Um, I've got my Arsenal Jamaican top, so I'm going to be rocking that every oh, game yeah. I go to, every home game. I'm there for it. What how what a night of the week was worst house on the street going out, Scarlett? It's Tuesday, so tonight oh. is actually our final episode. Right. It's on eight o'clock on oh, Channel Four. Good. It's been a six episode series. It's done so well on the channel; they've been super happy with it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, if you've not seen it yet, Charlie, I cannot believe this. I, Make watched, sure you tune in. I've watched in. it. It's on my series link. I, I, I'm so pleased you said Tuesdays because obviously it was Wednesdays. 
it's Champions League. Scarlet, I can't watch. I mean, some of it might be I on to It's Champions League night. It's the Arsenal, watch. you know, you, you yeah. can't watch. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday I could watch. If they move it to Thursday, I could watch. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Footballers are always looking for stuff to spend their money on. Do they come and tap you up ever? Yeah, that's true, Stuart. Have you ever had any Stuart of the, the guys say, yeah, yeah. Do, they, do they say, I'm looking to get into the property business? Well, quite often they want to renovate their own homes um, and, and they ask for, for yeah. ideas and suggestions and um, whether I have any certain suppliers. And I often just give them that advice. When, when I, before I was doing the presenting with Scarlett, you, you'd do that often. You'd help friends and you'd help family. And you'd just, like I say, you give them advice. And the beauty of obviously working on the street is that we're doing exactly what we would do to family, to friends, to footballers that I've worked with. Yeah. We're doing that to people that genuinely need our help. Mm. So yeah, what you see on WorkTouch on the street is pretty much what we would do when we're helping people that we know anyway. Yeah. So yeah, a number of times yeah, they've, they've asked for our advice. As a matter of fact, um, I'm, I'm good friends with Bayo Bayo Akinfenwa. We were talking to Bayo yesterday uh, about some renovation work that he wants to do uh, in his house. So, yeah. It, make it make his door wider. He just walked through the wall, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's only a stud partition, Bayo. Just walk through it, mate. Just, got a... <laughs> just, break... <laughs> just back into it like you're in the centre off. That's it. That's what you've got to do. <laughs> take out. Take it out. Another, yeah. another, I know we've got to go. Another worst house in the street. You could also do worst footballer in the team. Yeah, that'd well, be a nice little follow-up for you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, we'll leave you with that. That you can have that format for free. That's well, yours. Lovely, hey. lovely to talk to you both, Stuart Scarlett. Best of luck with it. I mean, it's all available on all four anyway, so people can catch up yep. with the series. Yeah, I can can't catch they? up with all of it. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Nice one. Uh, lovely Thank to talk you. to you both. Take care. Thanks a lot. Cheerio. Bye. 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 There we are, Stuart and Scarlett Douglas, brother and sister. Physio at Bournemouth, uh, actor and singer, both broadcasters. Yeah. Worst house on the street. There we are. Very good. She played Sunita. Oh, in, well, did in, she in, really? In the uh, X Factor musical, I, I can't did. sing. I oh, can't brilliant. sing by Harry Hill. She played Sunita. Wow, brilliant! Uh, and amongst other things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, go and check it out. And as I said, last episode tonight, but you can, uh, you can watch them all on demand. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show, Charlie. It was a, a lot of fun. A packed Thank show, you. Paul. It was it was, packed. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Um, you'll be back on Thursday. See you Thursday. Well, we'll have uh, the birthday spread. Done some warm weather training. I feel like That's I'm good. ready for it. A week away in the sun, you'll come back rejuvenated. Andy with me tomorrow. Uh, it was quite a Chelsea-heavy show. We've got Lawrence Delalio, Rugby and Chelsea, Suggs, Madness and oh, Chelsea, yeah, Andy Jacobs, Madness and Chelsea, effectively. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Chelsea and madness about Chelsea and uh, yeah lots more besides do hope you can join us from one you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.